Welcome to Ink in Your Veins. I'm your host, Rachel Heron. In this podcast, I talk to authors about the best things they've learned about writing so we can try those things too. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Welcome to episode number 414 of Ink in Your Veins. I'm Rachel Heron, and I'm so pleased that you are here with me today as I am talking to the charming and wonderful Renee Hartlieb, who was a total delight. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. You know, it is true that in the past, I have had a couple or three interviews that were not delights, and they did not make it to air because this is my show. So uh, I realize that I always say that people are delightful because they are. And that's what I get to do. And I really love that. And Renee goes right into the delightful category easily. Here today, we're going to be talking about channeling the muse for everyone. And we're talking in a spiritual, but not a religious way. We talk about solo writing retreats and why you may want to think about one. Man, those just keep coming up over and over again. Hmm. Maybe that's a signal for you. I don't know. So that's coming up. And what's going on around here? Short intro. I'm battling a wee little bit of a headache and I don't want to get a migraine. So I'm going to keep this very short, but I do want to share that I shipped off my book. I revised Seven Miracles for the the last big time. I will still have to do copy edits and proofs and all that um, again, because again, I had done all this. I had done a developmental edit. I had done a copy edit on this book. So the book was already clean, very, very clean. And then my agent sold it. And then you do have to start that process over again. So I had to do a developmental edit for this editor, but I was right. It was a very small edit. It was awesome. I did have a little bit of terror going into this edit that I had misunderstood and when I finally got stuck into the manuscript. And when I was finally looking at her notes inside the document, which I hadn't done, I had just written her, read her revision letter. I was scared that it would suddenly be a big one. And I had underestimated, but I didn't thankfully. And it was a joy. It was just so fun to revise this book. It's been more than a year since I looked at it and it was delicious. I never do that on purpose. I don't mind starting to revise a book the day after I finish it. But the fact that the chips fell this way and this is how it went was awesome. And I loved being with these characters and they even made me cry twice, a couple of the sister scenes. And that is astonishing because I rarely, rarely tear up in books um, and, and even more rarely my own. I could think of maybe three times that's happened. So that felt really great. And I shipped it off and she has it and... There's a book ahead of it uh, that she's working on. So I don't even have to worry that it's coming back anytime soon. It's just out. I pushed it off the desk and it is off. So now I am full speed ahead on the Kickstarter. And no, Kickstarter did not verify me. I've been struggling with some banking stuff and Stripe connections. I've been with Stripe since 2018, but we're trying to connect it to Kickstarter. And there's some problem in there. So I set up a short link. You can go there. You don't have to, because I'm going to keep reminding you. But if you go there to rachelherron.com slash unstuck, you can sign up for me to let you know about the Kickstarter when there is a Kickstarter for you to push a button on. And I said this last week and people came and lovely people signed up. That made me feel so good. Also a little bit embarrassed that there was nothing there for you to look at, but it made me feel so good. So thank you. Please do that if you would like to. I've got a whole bunch of stuff being announced soon. 
I just realized. And since I switched formats for the show, I have not recorded those interstitial reminders to join my newsletter, etc. But there's some new, interesting, exciting stuff. I can say things like online retreats, maybe an in-person retreat. And if you're not on my email newsletter for writers, please get on it. If little offerings, big offerings, if anything like that is of interest to you, please be on that mailing list. You can go sign up right now, this very second, rachelheron.com slash write, or you can probably look in the show notes here and it's probably there. Click on that. Click on wherever it says join for writers, rachelheron.com slash write. And please get on that mailing list. It means a lot to me. And I do try to tell the people on that list everything I know, everything I learn. I don't charge for it. I just share it because this is an industry where we have to help each other. And we have to we have to do so much learning the hard way. It is really nice to get a helping hand sometimes. So you don't have to learn everything the absolute hardest way possible, which I know is kind of a strong point for a lot of us. So please go join that if you would like to. And that's all I got to say. Thanks for being here. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk with you, to be in conversation with you about writing. Even if I can't always hear you immediately, Okay, it's going to be weird to say, but I kind of feel like I can sometimes, um, not in a woo-woo, I can hear your thoughts way, but I know who you are because I am that person too. Does that make sense? I have been the writer who is writing a ton and is so happy about it. And I've also been the writer who hasn't written for years. So whenever I'm speaking to you here or in my newsletter, wherever it is, I am writing to you because we are very, very similar. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to the show. All right, here we go with Renee. Renee Hartlieb is a Canadian author, writer, editor, and writing mentor. She has published short fiction and most recently a nonfiction book entitled Writing Your Way, A 40-Day Path of Self-Discovery. She is passionate about aiding and inspiring creatives and offers both online programs and one-on-one support for writers looking for accountability, coaching, or developmental editing. She lives with her partner, their three children, one cat, and four cat, sorry, one dog and four cats in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. And she is currently training to walk Spain's Camino Francis in the spring of 2024. So here we go with Renee and happy writing, my friends. Well, I could not be more pleased to welcome you to the show. Would you please share your name and your pronouns with us? Yes, my name is Renee Hartlieb and um, my pronouns are she, her. Thank you so much. Welcome to the show. And you are all the way over there in Halifax. So you are far, far away. I'm guessing it's very cold right now. It is. And in fact, we just had a real dump of snow. We had about 70 centimeters in Halifax. Yeah, (laughs) it was intense. So when a when a Canadian from Halifax says a real dump of snow, you mean yeah? You are not joking around. This is not <laughs> Tahoe. This is the real deal. It's the real deal. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that is amazing. I like thinking about that because over here it's like twenty four degrees, and my office is probably twenty six. I know it looks very sunny uh, there. Beautiful. It really is. It's very warm and 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 sunny today. So, well, welcome to the show. Let's talk about writing. Um, yeah. I would love to know from you about your writing process. What does that look like? When and where and how much? All of that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I am definitely a morning writer. I've been a morning writer, you know, for as long as I've been writing. Um, and, you know, when my daughter was young, uh, she used to go to bed at 7.30 and I'd go to bed with her too. And then I'd 
get up at like 3.30 in the morning and it was the best time to write. I got to see, you know, the sunrise, the birds waking up and it was a really, it was just so productive. So I don't get up that early anymore. Um, Good, probably. (laughs) Yeah. And my daughter actually graduated from high school and she's, she's taken a gap year and she's traveling. She's in New Zealand. Oh, wow. Where is she in New Zealand? She's on the South Island right now doing some, um, the last I saw on uh, uh, WhatsApp, um, climbing mountains. So, well, if she needs a hand anywhere around Wellington, tell her to reach out. Thank you. That's so so exciting for you as mom. Yeah, it is. It is exciting. Yeah. So I still, um, I I still am a morning writer. Um, I try to write five days a week. Um, I, I try to put in 30 minutes to an hour, which gives me 500 to a thousand words. And, uh, and I, and in terms of where I write, um, I feel super lucky. Uh, my partner and I built a backyard studio uh, at our house and it's uh you know full of natural light it's got a big bookshelf all along the back wall and so it's uh it's just an amazing place to write and I feel super lucky now when you say you and your right partner there. built it do you share the space now or is it solely yours but you built it together it, well we share it for certain things but it is my workspace she mm. has a workspace somewhere else yeah, that's so it's not as nice as mine, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting like a little shed out here that would double as like, you know, sleeping space for a guest. And then I thought I'd claim it from my office, but I honestly have two offices. I have this room and the room behind me where my sister's sitting right now. And I, I'm not um, going to win the argument of having a third office. <laughs> no, know that. So. <laughs> that one will not be mine. But Okay, so what things help you most to write? Hmm. Well, I would say, you know, having a sense of routine. And when I say that, I mean that in the morning when I do my writing, I have to do it before I do anything else. Yeah. I think I'm not alone in this. A lot of people probably, uh, if it, if it doesn't happen first thing in the morning, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So if I don't do it before, you know, I start the work that pays me more, like, my professional writing and my writing mentoring, helping other people write books and or editing. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. So that sense of routine is great and helps me with, with my writing. Can I um, ask you specifically how you keep yourself yeah. from doing other work? Do you not look at the phone or do you shut down email before you go to sleep or how, how do you do that? Yeah. I don't look at the phone and I don't look at my um, email. There's people despairing right now. Like I wish, you would have said anything else than that, but <laughs> but that is truly what I have had to do too. And and yeah. and sometimes I have friends that are really surprised when I get back to them from a text that they sent at ten the night before, and I don't respond until ten or eleven the next day because I have not looked at my phone virtuously. Yeah, and then I forget that right, I haven't looked yeah. at my phone, and it yeah, really yeah. is a surprise later. But it's it's imperative for me if I get in the loop of phone, email, WhatsApp, text, Marco mm-hmm. Polo's, I'm, I'm doomed. I'm doomed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's a that's a great yeah. thing that helps you to write. What is yeah. the most exciting thing that you've ever realized about your writing process? I I think that I think that is it is that I am not alone when I'm writing. And I think mm-hmm. I might be talking to a kindred spirit when I say this, because I've listened to enough yeah. of your interviews to know that 
I think you're a spiritual person as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really discovered this when I was working on my book, writing your way. Um, I felt I can only describe it as accompanied. Um, and I like to think of it as, you know, by the friendly universe. Um, I know yeah. Stephen Pressfield in the war of art calls it muses. And yeah. you had a guest on recently. You talked about oh, muses. Yeah. Lefty yeah. Obey talked about all those, all those muses. And that was so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me more about that feeling of accompaniment. Cause I really like the way you're saying that. Yeah, I just I had a real feeling of rightness uh, about what I was working on. And I also could actually feel something kind of propelling me forward. And, and there was a real momentum and energy to, yeah, to, to what I was working on, there was a lot of flow. So I felt accompanied, and that was super exciting. And I've kind of used it since then. But that was the, you know, the, the first hint of it that I got, and I, I loved it. That's so cool. Once we once we find it and tap into it, it is incredible. And I also know there will be people listening who say, you know, I'm not spiritual. I don't believe that there's anything out there and that couldn't help me. And mm. to them, I say, perhaps try what I did for a long time, which was trust something that I didn't believe in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's okay yes. to make that choice to trust a fake muse out there yes. or the loving universe that you don't believe in. Why don't you try <laughs> trusting it yeah. and doing, you know, half an hour writing and just see what happens. And it it's can, a great idea. You know, it can't hurt. It, it, it's, if it's no. not out there, it can't hurt. Um, but the two books that I've written accompanied, I, I love that phrase, um, have been the easiest and most joyful books I've ever written. Mm. You just, you just show up and do the yeah. work. It's lovely. Yeah. 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 It's like, I feel that when we show up, they show up as well to mm. accompany us and mm. strengthen and inspire. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the queen Nora Roberts says, you know, that the, the muse always shows up when she sits down to write It's like nine 30 in the morning. That's just, that just shows up to write alongside her. Mm. What part of writing do you struggle with the most? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I struggle with the middle part in between the great idea and the execution. I know I'm probably not alone in this. <laughs> I feel like this happens, especially for me with fiction, because I'm not as confident in my fiction voice as I am in my nonfiction voice. So I feel like the critic, you know, jumps in and just tears everything down. <laughs> Yeah. And so it was yeah. a bad idea and you're badly executing it as well, you know? So, um, yeah, I, if I don't hold on tight, I can really lose the thread. And I'm trying, you know, to remind myself that it to play and to experiment and just to have fun. And, you know, I say kind of corny things to myself, like, you're doing great. <laughs> the corny things work when we say that. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They actually do. Yep. Sorry, I'm about uh, a fire alarm in the background. I believe that my wife is handling that. I can also smell food burning, so we're just going to ignore it. <laughs> and I'll ask you to um, share with us a craft tip about anything at all. Yeah, I um, I I want to share a tip that actually has to do more with getting to your desk and doing the work. Um, so I use I use this thing called uh, the Pomodoro technique. You can look it up online. It's uh, uh, basically 25 minute timed writing chunks. And I I just I find for me that 
it uh, it works brilliantly because it feels very manageable that size, and I kind of get that dopamine hit, you know. And uh, now, if you look it up online, they'll say, "Now make sure you take a break um, after your twenty five minutes, and you know, stretch or whatever uh, for five minutes, and then come back." But I find once I get going, I just press repeat on the timer, and I can keep going on. So that works well for me. And I think it might work well for people who struggle with focus and, and who are distractible uh, and who's yes. not right yes. in the world that we live in. What, what I love about that too, is that you just kind of let me off the hook because I'm such a rule follower in so many ways. It's, mm. um, I annoy myself with it, that when the 25 minute goes off, I'm annoyed and then I feel guilty about the five minutes I'm not taking off because I often <laughs> skip it as well. And I just realized uh -huh. it doesn't, it absolutely doesn't matter. There are no rules. If I want to skip it, I can. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll do a 25 and then I'll skip the five and I'll do another 25 and then I'll take 10 or 15 or whatever I want. And, but yeah, it's this, it's this subtle trick, isn't it? Of getting us in the chair and saying it's only 25 minutes or yes. you can adjust it. It's only 10, it's only 15, yes. whatever that is. And then the important thing, of course, to remember is that you have to turn off your notifications. Yes. Right? Like we were talking about before, because yeah. if you don't, that will just, they'll leap in and distract Mine are us. never on. Mine are never yeah. on. I can't hear notifications or see notifications about anything except my phone will ring for five people in the world. But otherwise, my phone is always off. Nothing will flash up. And my computer has all flashies off because I'm too distractible. Yeah, and yeah. It, it can't, it cannot happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Good for you. That's awesome. That's, I, lo I love the Pomodoro. If people have not tried that, please, please look that up. And there's a ton of different apps for free that you can get yeah, to try them. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about a mindset tip? Yes. Um, the, the mindset tip that I'd like to offer is it's about cultivating um, an alternative to that inner critic voice that we've talked about a little oh. bit. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that we all have access to a much kinder, more supportive voice inside of us. Um, but we're really not taught that. And if you, if you don't know it's there, you can't access it. Um, so the, one of the ways that I connect with that voice inside me is to actually sit down and put pen to paper and write as that voice, you know, mm. and just the wisest, most supportive things are said during those letter writing sessions. So do you find... ask direct questions and then write the answer or do, is it an open-ended kind of conversation? Some it's a bit of both. It depends on what I need in the moment, but I do often ask questions and then, you know, listen. And I, I feel that that voice is much quieter than our critic who's often shouting. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and if you listen really keenly, you can here and it's it's just like a muscle you know you have to practice doing it and it's a choice right we yeah. can choose which voice to listen to you can stay like if you think of it like tuning a dial you can stay tuned to critic fm all day or you can change the dial to something kinder and more supportive and something that will actually help us to achieve our writing goals oh that so, is Beautiful. And now I'm thinking of it in terms of that radio, that some of those bands are so wide, right? They're so, they're so popular and they have so much money. They can buy the, the wider band on the radio. Critic yes. is always going to be easy to tune in. You can flip your hand and land on it and it's crystal clear. 
but the yes. but the that quieter inner knowing the kind the kindness part mm-hmm. you really have to kind of fiddle with it and be quiet and raise the volume of it manually and listen and then there it is yeah, yeah. I call it like my inner friend or inner champion. Yeah. I mean, you could call it anything you want, really, your inner cheerleader I, or whatever. I call it all sorts of things. Sometimes it's yeah. my inner writer. Sometimes it's my inner friend. Sometimes it's the spirit of all life in the universe. And um, mm. and and I was just actually playing with it this morning. And it's something that's gaining more popularity. I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, in 12 Steps groups, it was introduced many years ago in the in the 30s as it's, it's called two-way prayer. and um, Elizabeth Gilbert has been talking a lot about doing it lately, which is mm. ask the question and then answer the question while listening for the wise part inside you. Yes. And Elizabeth Gilbert believes it's a higher power and other people mm-hmm. believe it is their wisest self. And she's been having a lot of conversation about like, well, which is it? How can you tell? And the real answer is who cares? Yeah, it's, it's the right answer. And it's the answer we're dying to hear. And it's the answer that helps. And it's the answer that comes out. Exactly. It sounds like you're doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love to, you know, to tell people about that little trick because, yeah. you know, yeah. for so many years, I feel like I was tuned to Critic FM pretty constantly <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it really hinders things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think I wake up and I'm, I'm pre, I'm pre, the, the dial has reset to Critic FM. I've got to manually tune it every, I know, every day I away you. from that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we're all very similar that way. Yeah. 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 Speaking of kindnesses, what is the mm-hmm. kindest thing you've ever done for yourself as a writer? I, I think it would definitely be taking myself on retreats. I've, I've done that. Tell before. me about it. I love yeah. doing that. I think I might've just seen something on Instagram about one of your I went on the best one of my life. Yes. Yeah. It looked, it (laughs) looked incredible. Tell me how you started doing it. What got you into it? Uh, Gosh, I don't remember how I started, but I can tell you about one of the first places that I went. Please. Yeah. Um, It's a, it's a pretty, it was a pretty cool place. It's since closed, but it was a monastery uh, and it was in the province next door to ours. So in New Brunswick, and it was run by uh, an order of uh, female monks. And I know it was incredible. That's so cool. Yeah. And they um, like, it was pretty Spartan. And so therefore it was also inexpensive, which was great. Uh, (laughs) um, But, you know, there was a bed, there was a desk, for me to write at and they fed me so what more can you ask for and there was beautiful nature to walk in you know when I wasn't writing so it was uh yeah it was so inspiring and and I just find with um with writing retreats that it gives you more time obviously and and more space and it kind of I felt like I could come up above my writing in some way and see it from a different perspective Yes. Yeah. I so think it I allows us recommend them. to unhook our brain somehow and, and allows us to see in a different, just in a different way. I always have revelations on a retreat. I know for sure I couldn't have gotten to on oh. my own on a normal Tuesday afternoon. And I love yes. that you said that about the, the, um, 
the retreat monastery, you know, um, place, because if that is, a, that is still a very reasonable and expensive way for people to go. You don't have to be yes. in a certain religion, but there are so many places all around the United States and probably around the world where you can go to them and pay a very little amount of money to have a, basically a cell, one of yes. their cells, and they're going to feed you some food and please don't talk to them. And there you go. Yeah, that's exactly. That's your retreat. <laughs> I know it's pretty it's, perfect. It's funny. I never, I've never done one there, but I had a book at one point that had just listings of them all over the country mm-hmm. and I would just read it. And, and I was, I was too broke back then <laughs> even to go to one of those, but I think that's such a great idea. Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that. Yeah. What is the best, best book that you read recently? And why did you mm-hmm. love it? Yeah. I, uh, I recently read a book called Tin Man uh, by mm-hmm. Sarah Winman. She's a UK writer. Mm-hmm. And I got introduced to her through a friend who had read another one of her novels called Still Life. And that book is set in Florence and it's just absolutely gorgeous. But Tin Man is this, um, it's a really slender book, but it's super elegant and it's, uh, it's, it packs up an emotional punch. Mm-hmm. It's got two characters, uh, two main characters, and she alternates the point of view um, which I love. I love that kind of a book. Yeah. And uh, um, you really get into the minds and hearts of those characters. And a bonus for me was that they were queer characters because mm. as a queer person, I just love, you know, seeing my life reflected and being able to relate mm-hmm. to the stories that are being told. So um, I enjoyed wonderful. that. Yeah. And she writes super powerfully about like grief and loss, but it's not heavy it doesn't break your heart because she writes also with hope yeah it really she's a beautiful writer sounds like my absolute jam and also I have a healthy dose of professional and enjoyable envy (laughs) no one will ever say that my writing is slender or elegant I'm over writers for days (laughs) and I just admire the slender elegant precise prose that packs such a wallop oh I can't wait to read it reading can you please tell us about you your book how you help writers tell us a little bit about everything oh sure yeah thank you for asking um so my book is called writing your way a 40-day path of self-discovery and uh it helps people connect with um like their inner wisdom and guidance um for creative purposes for art for for writing um it's a process book. So it's 40 days long and each day has an essay that's sort of about something to do with the creative process, like uh, fear or, you know, contacting your inner champion or friend as we were talking about um, procrastination. Um, Yeah. Lots of different topics. And for every day there's a writing prompt. So you kind of dig into that theme of the day. So that's lovely. Also, in terms of titles, writing your way is just so good. It's so good. (laughs) You know, you are writing your way and you're also writing your way. I I bet you were so pleased. I really was. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those moments. moments. Yes. Like, wow. Yes, that is it. That is right. (laughs) That's lovely. And you also coach, right? I do. Yeah, I do writing mentoring. So um, I help people who are uh, who want to write books um, or who and who need like the accountability, the support, the emotional support, also the feedback. 
Um, and I also do um, like manuscript review or developmental edits um, on books that are like a, a, a good first draft. Awesome. So, and where can and, people find you if they were interested in working with you? Yeah, they can find me at my website, which is ReneeHartley.com. And I'll spell it for you if you'd like. Uh, it's okay. It's R E N E E H A R T L E I E, as in Bravo. Perfect. So ReneeHartley.com. Rene yeah. And I'm also on Instagram at ReneeHartley. Perfect. Thank you so yeah. much for being on the show. It's been such a treat to talk to you. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. It's been lovely talking to you as well. I really appreciate it. And seriously, tell your, the tell your daughter if she, if she needs anything. Reach uh, out. I'm here. That's it's a very that's small so, country. That's so kind. <laughs> She's really loving it. Good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel, so much. Rachel, so much. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Ink in Your Veins. You can reach me at my website, rachelherron.com, and you can also support me at patreon.com slash rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, where I have all sorts of great stuff for writers for as little as a buck a month. And do sign up for my free writer's email list of encouragement at rachelherron.com slash write. Now, get to writing, my friends. <laughs>